1: This episode of Before the Chorus is brought to you by The Spark Parade. Art and entertainment inspire each of us in different ways, but have you ever wondered what inspires the people who create our cultural touchstones? On The Spark Parade Podcast, your host Adam Unce geeks out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration, everything from Shakespeare to South Park. You'll hear from artists like Connor Oberst on Northern Exposure, Roisin Murphy on Terrence Conrad's The Housebook, Adrienne Young on Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, and Chris Gethard on Gross Point Blink. The Spark Parade, where artists reveal their cultural inspirations to spark the inspiration in you. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live, a lot, and they feel, a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists, and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lopercaro, and this episode's guest is Metronomy. Metronomy are a wonky pop five-piece from the UK. They've been a major indie staple in their homeland for over a decade, and it's really no wonder why. Their unique approach to pop is more than meets the ear, encompassing an eclectic concoction of other genres. Their latest record, Small World, is no exception. You'll hear Indie-tronica rubbing shoulders with alternative rock, dream pop, and more. And it all soundtracks a hopeful message which we'll be discussing in this episode. So we are in my living room in an awkwardly socially distanced setup that we've done our best with. Um, You can
2: lie. You can lie on this kind of... You could say we're sitting next to each other. Yeah. We're, you know, (laughs) (laughs) anti-vaxxers. Nice. And, yeah. Like As if nothing had ever happened.
1: I think I'm just incapable of lying. So I can't make everything sound so much more like, Ooh, see, <laughs> big up myself and big up that now. But anyway, we're going to get into the record now, which okay, is yeah. the important thing. It's the reason that we are here. Um, so we're talking about small world. Yeah. And we're going to kind of go track by track through it because I think that's just a good way to go. Um, but before we kind of start to dive in completely, we're going to look at it from a little bit of a big perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, just from my reading and, of course, listening to the album a bajillion times, um, it feels kind of like it's a constant tug of war between this like really shiny positivity and very like disgruntled cynicism. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, well... I suppose that's sort of accurate. Um, I guess there was the, the 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 kind of way I ended up making the record was, you know, approaching it with like one idea about how I wanted it to be musically, and and at the same time, having an idea of how how I wanted it to be lyrically, and and the two things were, were sort of always a bit um, uh, like opposing ideas but but then the idea you know the kind of musical idea I had was something that I'd, I'd come up with before the lockdown and all that kind of stuff so so lyrically it kind of changed it got a bit more skewed than it might have done had that not happened if you see if you see what I mean
1: yeah for sure and I mean actually this is something that's come up many a time on this podcast and on my old radio show but the sort of concept of like the happy sad song is yeah. Very much age old, I think, in, in the music world. You know, very happy, bright melodies. But then when you go and sit and listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, not yeah, not so yeah. happy. And it's a contrast that's always worked really well. Like, I mean, the prime example is probably the Beach Boys. They're, yeah. you know, super shiny lyrics. Or not lyrics, but melodies. And then when you actually dig into the lyrics, they're very yeah. not as happy.
2: I mean, like yeah, people people often end up sort of talking about that idea. And I think... Like sometimes I think it's just as basic as um this thing that like the thing that music can do to you like the thing that just kind of the sound of a track can do to you and and it's often sort of a physical thing and you can't really explain it and that happens kind of on a on a very like um subconscious like level and then at the same time you've got this 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 lyrics which are just very direct and like very and it's like a language which everyone well. You know, if if you if you're English, it's a language which which you know you understand. Whereas music is this language which you don't really understand. You just sort of feel. And I, and I feel like you get these two. um That's kind of the, that's the thing that I think a lot of people. The reason they love music is because it does these two, these two things: one literal and one mm-hmm. sort of mysterious.
1: It's kind of getting into both your conscious and your subconscious in a exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. Now going back a little bit to what i was saying about that idea of like shiny positivity versus cynicism i mean even in the lyrics themselves it's an album that's kind of you know even just reading about the album itself it's trying to find things to hold on to you know whether it be the little joys in life the more like existential Mm. things so when i say that there's a tug of war it's kind of you know like. Trying not to let the cynicism of life consume you, and rather, you know, be like, yeah, hold on to my family, to the ones I love, to the little moments, to all the good things, you know.
2: Yeah, and that was, I mean, that's something which obviously would be like, is is COVID related. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I I think I think probably the, you know, I, before before I made the record, um, I, you know, I had this idea of wanting to to try and develop myself a bit lyrically and and try to i feel like you know i'm it's my seventh record i'm thirty nine it's time i it's time i I become like the 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 artist like i'm going i'm going to be for the next ten years and i feel like the one thing i've always well the one thing i've i've not ever done so well is be is be direct or 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 personal about the lyrics so i wanted to make something a bit more um personal and and again like that was always the plan before (laughs) before coronavirus but because of it um it it meant that that sort of you know the the things i was thinking about suddenly became much more yeah to do with like the 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 situation i found myself in um but then you know i think and i think that that's also like part of that the the that tug of war that you're talking about because for me, the the experience of, of, of suddenly not being able to perform or, or go away meant I was at home. And actually, like, that for me was quite wonderful, you know? So there was that happening, um, like, being incredibly happy to be at home. But at the same time, sort of this fear of, like, uh, death. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, which which kind of everyone, I think, had a similar feeling, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, no, you're going to sit down, you're going to think about all the existential stuff. I mean, I think for all of us, anything that was remotely existential or about, you know, the things that we prioritize in life really just did become heightened over the last two years. Because, I mean, by nature, you know, we're facing our own mortality, we're facing uncertainty, we're locked at home and given more time to think. Like it was just sort of the perfect echo chamber for these things to get amplified, you know
2: and I, and I feel like you know i I feel like um there were a lot of positive sort of discoveries that, that people made like during the whole experience and it, which is you know it's obviously it's not like it's over but you know I feel like there were a lot of there were a lot of um good things to be discovered about yourself and about what you need to be happy and all that all that kind of thing
1: mm-hmm Now I guess this is what I'm going to ask next is kind of expanding on that also, you know, being someone that's been an artist for a long time, being in your late 30s, you know, with a lot of the themes on the album that kind of celebrate, again, the small things, sometimes even the mundane and the routine, um, as I read in the bio, the flimsiness of existence. Um,
2: oh yeah, I didn't write that. Okay, well someone did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: on your behalf, that was a word that they nah, used. Right,
2: yes, I quite like that, flimsiness of existence, that's good. I really like <laughs> yeah. it too.
1: But I was thinking, I mean, while those are themes that are very universal to all of us, particularly when we reach our adult life, I feel like you're in a very particular phase of of adult life to speak on these things mm. because I think stereotypically in our 30s, particularly, particularly late 30s, you know, people think like, oh, that's the part of life where you have everything figured out and you're settled down. And, you know, like, I mean, you kind of exist in two worlds because on one hand, you know, you do have a partner. You have two kids, you know, thanks to the lockdown, you've been spending a lot of time at home. And also you're a full time musician. You tour. So... Yeah, it's just, I just feel like you're in such a particularly interesting time in your life to talk about all of these themes.
2: Yeah, I, I think, I, I think I, I've sort of I talked about it a bit before about how like, you know, it's it being like, being happy <laughs> and also being like, um, being sort of, I don't know, like terrified of 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 being sort of um of you know like it's like the human condition or whatever like it's not it's not mutually exclusive you don't have to be like super content or just just sort of overwhelmed with how kind of crazy things are um and i think i feel like yeah in terms of the sort of in terms of like the checklist (laughs) of things to do in life you know like meet someone you love, like have some children. Have some kids. You know, yeah, I'm looking you know, at the lyrics. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, yes. but you know what I mean? Like in terms of that sort of stuff, then of course there's, then it's like, oh yeah, well, I mean I, I, I don't, I don't sort of want for anything. Um, but at the same time, like that doesn't mean you're not kind of touched by horrible stuff happening or or, or horrible uh, feelings. And, and I think that's, you know, I'm like I think I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in the slightest bit prone towards depression or anything like that but but you can still you know i, I think you can still f- feel quite out of control you know that's it's not hard to get to that point
1: mm-hmm. it's a very <laughs> normal for a human thing that but, happens you know, but, to all of us. Yeah. but as i'm
2: saying i'm you know i've got the checklist i own a vehicle check. wow i'm so <laughs> know, happy for you that. i have um you know a pension check <laughs> i'm killing you
1: <laughs> smashing it man mm. It's the thing that all musicians dream of. I know, Stability. Exactly. What a concept! Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, I think with everything that you've kind of just said, it's a good time to start kind of digging into the album because as we hit song by song, all yeah. of these things are going to start to come back in their of own course. way. So of course we're starting with the opening track, which is mm. "Life and Death." Um, now, first of all. For some reason the the guitar riff in the chorus reminds me a little bit of Forever Young by Alphaville. And I also mm. noticed I think it's the the opening chord of it is the same one. And the only reason I bring that up is because they're both songs that kind of deal with like mortality and like okay. existentialism. So I don't think it was necessarily intentional. I just thought it was a really funny coincidence. I'm not
2: sure if I, I have to, I'm going to have to listen to that song. Someone I mean, that's,
1: I'm going to block, I'm going to edit this bit it, out yeah. so I don't, I mean, I was going to say, <clears throat> so I don't get demonetized. It's not monetized in the first place. <clears throat> Someone's like, forever young, I oh, yeah. want to be yeah. forever young.
2: Oh, I see. Yeah. Bah, bah, do you really, bah, bah,
1: bah. Yeah.
2: I mean, that track, I suppose was, um, I, I've got this whole thing about how, how um and it's something you know something that like again i feel like it's i mean i don't i don't really i really don't want to go on about children <laughs> but I, but i feel like it's something that you this 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 feeling that i have about um having children and and how um you shouldn't ever like feel uh, embarrassed about talking about like your feelings you know what i mean like i think if you need to sort of i, I want to instill that in my kids or any child I talk to, <laughs> just like you shouldn't, you know, like that's such a, a bad place to start is by feeling kind of like oh this is a bit embarrassing or exposing and and I suppose I wanted to do a song and it was that like I wrote life and death at the very end of um, the album it was like the last song I did and and it, I mean obviously we're about to talk about the rest of the album but like at that point I felt like I'd I'd mined um, this very, like, sad period of time um, for quite a lot of good, like, ideas for songs. But I hadn't talked about, like, I hadn't confronted the, the, that, the reason that I'd had this time to write music and been at home and all that stuff. And so it was my attempt at writing a, a, a sort of open song about the, the experience of, like, of the pandemic. <laughs>
1: I know it's a yeah. a thing that's been talked about. It's a dead horse that's been beaten many, 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 <clears throat> many, many a time. But mm. I mean, hey, it's it's played in all of our lives. So I think for a well, lot of yeah. musicians, it's and normal. I'm,
2: <laughs> and I'm am only sort of like I'm only laughing every time I say it because because like I don't want to say it so much. <laughs> but then I realize that it's that it is it is such a sort of I don't know like such a big part of, of the reason that the record is like it is, that it's that it's not very, um, you know, it'd be disingenuous to pretend it's not about that kind of stuff, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, it's had an impact on everyone. I mean, I started this podcast literally a month before the pandemic, so mm. virtually every album I've spoken about has been touched by it in some shape or form, yeah. you know, and it, it's normal, you know, as much as people can reduce it to a buzzword, it is such a massive, Well, I think, yeah,
2: I think that's the thing. I think it's just such an odd, like weird clinical word. Mm -hmm. Like any of the ones you pick, like pandemic, COVID, (laughs) lockdown. (laughs) Like they're all such kind of weird, it's like tech, like almost like, you know what I mean? Like it's like new metal names. (laughs) Oh (laughs) God. Like like they kind of, they don't- From like the
1: early 2000s, I can imagine. They don't, yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) It doesn't put you on the right. Like it's, it doesn't. It's sort of the, the words never feel like they quite do justice to everything. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's all. That's all there is.
1: Yeah, the colossal crazy event of yeah. the past two years. I like the internet slang that started calling it like the panini or the pandemonium or. That's
2: pretty cool, pandemonium. Yeah, I like that. There that's you go.
1: <laughs> we'll roll with that from now on. We're calling it the pandemonium. Yeah. Well, we're going into a song that very much flips in the complete opposite direction, which is things will be fine. Cause you know, whereas life and death is very much speaking on what we've all been through and what you've mm. individually been through the past two years. This is the one that's kind of like you're willing yourself out of it. You know, I was, when I was reading about it, it says it's kind of how like sometimes you have to speak like positivity, I guess, into existence, yeah. like repeat it to yourself until it becomes true.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and I found myself having to sort of convince, like, well, not convince, but, you know, like say to my children, like, oh, yeah, it's all cool. Like, everything's all right. Don't worry. Yeah. And at the same time, you're obviously like freaking out <laughs> because you don't know what's going to happen. And so, so it was, yeah, it's almost like doing it for yourself. And, and it made me think about like the first time, like, I had these crazy, um, it, like I had these teachers at school they did, they did RE which is religious education and there's like a class you know you have to do and they did this like one term they did this whole thing where they taught you about um, like nuclear war oh which, no <laughs> yeah and and like so like I was aged uh, I think I was aged like 13 uh, or 14 or 15 I was going to say yeah. it's 15 maybe the number to mentioned in the song say. yeah yeah <laughs> um, where you're learning about like Cause i used to live in I, I i grew up in this town which is not far from plymouth which is like a huge naval base in the uk and these teachers you know these like religious education teachers were saying oh you know of course if there was a nuclear war plymouth would be targeted straight away and everything within a 40 mile radius would be destroyed which includes us <laughs> and, and i remember just just like yeah feeling for the first time like oh my god like it's horrible And you know, just like having all those feelings for the first time about, about um, kind of dying, I guess. But at the same time, being like that age and and thinking like, hey, but like, it's cool. Like everything's gonna be all right. Mm -hmm. You know, I might get a girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So like kind of comparing like, comparing like having these, these, these two very like, you know, like innocent, innocent thoughts and also like your first terrifying thoughts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I definitely remember similar like when we had our first lessons on like climate change in high school And that was really fun for my mental health. Yeah, Um, that was great. I loved that Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean in in the song itself too like On one hand sonically, it's very like kind of slap you in the face happy which I I mean, I love that about it. It is over joyful Mm -hmm in some ways, almost in a way that it feels like it's supposed to be like force feeding you happiness a bit. Mm. But at the same time, amidst that, there's some really like wonderful, honest lines about, you know, being like, if you need to talk to someone, then you should talk to someone. Mm. like And come talk to me because I'm here. So it's like, again, amidst the sort of more almost artificial force joy, there's also genuine moments of care and wanting to create like a genuine yeah. joy.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I think that's like, there's a weird... There's a weird, um, it's like, I remember listening to something, I don't know, it, was probably, it was probably something like going around the internet about like laughing yoga or something like that. And, I've and, heard of those kinds of things. You know what things, I mean? Yeah, so. and it's just like, it's like how laughing is a great, um, you know, it's a great medicine. And you just laugh like, ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> That was
0: terrifying. <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: But like, so I was listening, you know, you listen to this thing and it's these people just like forcing themselves to laugh. And you can tell that it's not real laughter, but at the same time, it's like, well, like, like, does it, I guess, I guess it, it physically does the same thing. Maybe, you know, maybe the body doesn't know that it's not real laughter. And like, whatever it does, endorphins, that kind of thing, like, you've tricked your body. And I guess, so for me, it's like, you know, writing a song which is genuinely um, happy and positive, uh, is a bit similar to, to trying to force that out into a song. Um, so yeah, it's like this mixture of, of the two. But ultimately, like if it feels positive, like who cares if it's if it's like a forced laugh or a real one?
1: Mm-hmm. I think somewhere in it, you actually or, or inadvertently start actually laughing. Maybe even just because it's completely ridiculous what yes. you're doing. Well, yeah, <laughs> it starts to come out and be like. Yeah what the hell are we doing? But yeah. this is funny because there's just like a cacophony of people laughing in a yoga studio. What like, I mean, how yeah. can you not actually <laughs> laugh at that too? It's
2: my idea of hell. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but have you heard of goat yoga? That's the important right. question.
2: That sounds good.
1: Oh, yeah. So like goats will actually like jump on your back while you're doing it. It's another one of these like, I guess, post new age because now we're in whatever's after new age. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. some ridiculous Instagram trend. But, yeah, so if you Why want not? a new personal hell, go yeah. yoga. You're welcome.
2: Why not? Why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, an old quote I heard once. Actually, I think it's just from Jonathan Van Ness. It's just because you American doesn't mean you American should. Uh. <laughs> so, that's good, yeah. I, uh, so, yeah, well, from there, moving on to it's good to be back, which, I mean, I know that it's kind of, you know, it's supposed to play on the cheesiness of the line it's good to be back which i think we've heard yeah. in every like kids action movie on earth or something yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it's it's a bit cheesy but also again still coming from a genuine place because for all of us it'll be quote unquote good to be yeah. back but in addition to that like when i watched the music video for for it in some ways it kind of reminded me of that same feeling of like trying to force Jory, force yourself to keep getting back up on your feet as the song before it. Because in the music video, you have this kind of Groundhog Day situation where you like open a door and be like, hey, I'm here kids, what's up? And then walk through a bunch of sceneries, get shot by a cowboy and then start the whole thing again and look like you're trying to will yourself to start over every single time and do it again, knowing that you're gonna get shot at the end so again it's the same sort of feeling of like you know this is gonna sound like a you know a poster or something it's like no matter how many times you get knocked down you gotta get up again and keep living
2: yeah and i think that's like but that that was something i guess that the directors brought to the brought to the video um dream job of the directors they kind of like they you know they obviously found this idea in there and it's weird because you you know when you finish songs you, you you have your own idea of obviously what they're about or or you know or not you know but but you give it to someone else and you give it to directors and they will find a sort of find whatever they think is going on in the song and and here like you know what they heard was this sort of yeah this repetition <laughs> they had this repetition and I think for them it was like like saying you know saying it's good to be back over and over again and, and yeah like in, a, in that same kind of way like willing it into existence um but but for me it was like the i wrote it about being back at home and like and being you know i guess stopping being away and and being with the family and, and and that was that was where the song came from and i and i'd forgotten you know and i have forgotten and i'm about to find out soon what it's like to be on tour and and being away for that, like for big amounts of time and wanting to be at home for certain things. And it is quite, you know, like it can be quite um, kind of, I don't know what the word is, dis, uh, discombobulating. I think that is the word, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, can, it can be quite weird. And and uh, and yeah, like the closest I ever come to being like just, just a bit sort of... Um, kind of confused about what i'm doing and what, what i should be doing um so i so the song yeah was like about being back at home but obviously realizing that the first time people were going to hear it would be like when we were back out touring um and i kind of realizing that that would like twist it a little bit
1: mm-hmm. yeah it would be kind of seen more as like it's good to be back out rather well, than know, it's yeah. good to be and back I, at home
2: and i do you know i think so and i like, you know in you know, the same time when i make songs i'm also aware of you know, I kind of approach a lot of what I do with this this sort of knowledge of of, of like pop history and thinking about songs like like the boys are back in town or uh, you know that you know these kind of like that these phrases of like songs which people which people use and uh, you know or get back I guess but you know what I mean like kind of thinking about about songs which have used that sort of idea or or that kind of phrase and i quite like i guess playing around with it Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i'm trying to figure out what i'm exactly trying to add to that but i mean as much as the platitudes can in some ways be a bit ridiculous they are effective and in their own ways they ring true and i guess that's why those pop songs that use them resonate with people you know
2: yeah yeah completely yeah I can't wait to have one that does you know right. well you might have a few on your hands on this
1: record i mean i know like i really just i mean i i enjoyed the whole record but you know like those those two kind of happier songs felt just maybe i just kind of needed it i needed something to dance yeah, around yeah. in my flat because i've been kind of like many of us you know kind of laying low for the last few weeks because of the new variant so it's been like a mini version of the lockdown oh, sure, yeah. all over again. So maybe I just needed that little bit of yeah, well, sunshine.
2: Nice. And I think that's the thing, you know, like, it's the thing that I've also realized after, you know, years now of doing it, that, that it doesn't really matter how you make the song. Um, I mean, it does, like it matters, but like in terms of how people will hear it, it doesn't really matter what you do and whether it's a, you know, like whether you're, input is like I was saying like genuine or not ultimately like as soon as people have it it's it's it, they get from it what like what they want mm-hmm. um, Yeah. so yeah
1: yeah as much as you know with this podcast it's a lot of talking about the stories before at the end of the day it is in other people's hands yes it's yeah. true
2: yes <laughs> but it's not as important as what happens before yeah <laughs>
1: which is why you should be listening to this podcast and exactly. everything we say is really important okay keep listening exactly um, <laughs> But anyway, moving on to the next song on that note, <coughs> we have Loneliness on the Run, and which has the I kind of wrote down a cool cowboy gunslinger vibe to it. Oh, that's it. good. Yeah, I like that. Which, nice. ironically, again, I know the video was a concept from, you know, a, an awesome production studio, but the fact that there's a cowboy in it feels ironically <laughs> yeah. really convenient. Um, cause I could just imagine that same sort of cowboy persona, like coming out, like Yeah, yeah. Guns a-blazing with this song. Um, and I mean, now there's definitely a few songs on here that some of the lyrics are a little more abstract. So like, I'm definitely gonna have a few more questions about mm-hmm. them to kind of make sure I'm getting it right. But I guess this one, you know, as much as it's kind of got that, like on the prowl feeling It still feels very hopeful because it's literally you know chasing away loneliness like you found maybe you found someone else and found connection and i don't i don't know if i'm on the right track but that seems to be where it's going for me
2: yeah i think it's
1: yeah it's 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 this sort of
2: idea of of like making light of the thing that that upsets you you know what i mean like or the thing that kind of worries you or if you yeah if you feel if you're kind of if you're feeling, uh, alone to, to, to just character, like turn it into a little character (laughs) and you're a cowboy and you know what I mean? Like to sort of just, yeah, like this, this idea of like visualizing stuff and, 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 and yeah, like putting, it's like putting feelings in boxes or, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Or like, like, well, you know, there's worry dolls, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, it's such
1: a like one-on-one of therapy, like giving your... Anxiety and name, for example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, I feel like this is that's such a like parent brain way to write it, too. Like, if you were trying to tell your kids how to confront loneliness, I'm sure you could easily be like, okay, you're a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you true, have yeah. to chase this thing, <laughs> which actually is really effective and creates like a really wonderful, unique song. So, mm. It, I mean, either way, it still works brilliantly, <laughs> but I could really imagine that being like such a good parenting device Maybe it well. is. I
2: mean, yeah, that, that's, that could be what's happening to me as well. <laughs>
1: You're turning into a dad. Yeah. But anyway, I think from there, it's a, a good spot to move on again. We have another very like effervescent, wonderful song in Love Factory. And I guess the way that I read it, and by the way, that's what I do a lot on this podcast. I kind yeah. of try and, you know, analyze the best that I can and then you know unpack it with you and obviously have you correct it because like i'm yeah. not trying to force feed a narrative <laughs> no, that's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. um but to me i read very much like a a long-term relationship love song it's like mm-hmm. I don't know, what was the the lyric about like she's always making me and kind yeah. of i guess the way that a relationship can form who you are and how you see the world and the things that make you happy i yeah. guess.
2: I mean, there were, lo- I, there were a lot of different s- sort of ideas that that went into the song. Um, in the first case, it was it was this thing thinking about, um, I guess the chorus was the first thing that I wrote. Mm-hmm. And I'd like the idea of 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 um, of like mechanizing um, love or something, you know, having a, having it a, like making it sound industrial. You know, there's a sort of, a, 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 like a factory that's like run by, but and then at this point I was thinking like, by whatever, your yeah, your partner, um, who's just like churning out love. And then I was thinking that, that it was a bit, um, you know, like wanting to sort of, sometimes you need to give yourself a slightly different kind of entry point to a song like that, because you know, you don't want to write, you know, there's been, there are plenty of songs written about love.
1: <laughs> a um, few, yeah, just a few. <laughs>
2: So you know, you know, like sometimes you want to give yourself a different angle, and and I was thinking about how um, like the idea of, of like the kind of cliches of, of 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 fathers doting on daughters and and giving them like everything they want, you know, it's like oh, it's my like special girl, like she gets everything she everything she wants, you know, um, and I was so I was sort of thinking about it like that, and then at the same time, I guess because of everything that was happening. I was thinking about um, like kind of zombie apocalypses, that type of thing, and and the last, you know, like the last people on Earth. That that and there's a film, isn't there? Is it called? Uh, well, I don't know, a book, which is also a film. I think it's called The Road. Is it with? Um...
1: Oh yeah, with what is <clears throat> is it Viggo Morton? Yeah,
2: that's it. I mean, the book I guess doesn't have him in it, but <laughs> oh no, <laughs> but, but you know, it's about a about a father and son, and and sort of the. Yeah, like an unspecified apocalypse where they're trying to survive um, and and find people to to live with. I think, and so I was thinking more just just that that's there is literally no one else. There's just like these two people who can do whatever they want, and yeah, like imagining that kind of relationship. And I was, you know, I was <clears throat> at the time I was um I was driving between the studio where I was actually recording the record in my house and it's like a 40 minute drive. And, and I would just play the instrumental and I would sort of like drive along and sing like it's kind of crazy lyrics. And I think it was there actually ended up being like many more verses, but yeah. So anyway, it's subtly the kind of the idea is, is that that it's like two people, last people on earth. And I quite like the idea that, it, that it's sort of implied that at the end, something like bad has happened (laughs) and that perhaps it's all over for them Mm. but you know but you know you sometimes you need to give yourself like i was saying you need to give yourself a way into the song that ultimately can end up sounding like it's about a relationship and 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 of course like you can you can you know you can use metaphors of one for the other whatever but but it just helps you like get to that point where you feel like you've done something a bit different from what you'd normally do.
1: Yeah. And I mean, look, like as much as, you know, on this podcast, it's a lot of analyzing the meanings behind songs. And there's sometimes a the song is just about how it makes people feel. And it doesn't have to be as like literal or it can be this kind of like collage of concepts. Yeah, it's yeah. just what's the desired effect, I yeah. guess.
2: I was actually, you know, weirdly, I was listening in, in, a, in a taxi today, someone was playing, um, <clears throat> someone was playing Ramble On by Led Zeppelin. Or is this on the radio? And you know, I was like, I was really into Led Zeppelin when I was a, a young teenager learning the drums. Um, and I kind of thought all the songs were about all kinds of different stuff. And of course, like, Rambleon is about, um, like, Gandalf and Lord of the Rings. Perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Fine.
1: It's like, oh, I thought I had this deep meaning. Yeah, nope, yeah. Gandalf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect. Well... Once again, on that note, we're going to go to the next song. Um, Again, we're this was another one that's a little bit abstract, but it's definitely, in some ways, feels a little more like, not morbid, but more in that direction relative to everything that we've just listened to. Yeah. It's kind of, we've gone to a slightly darker place than where we've been.
2: Yes. I lost my mind, that song. Um, and... And I think it was an attempt to um to yeah, like write a song that was a bit more, like you know how I, you know saying like earlier about um you have the, like you have the sort of root one of a song which is lyrics, you know, like you can you could read them and you can you know you can understand it, um and then the music you know can do other stuff, and I think with this one I wanted it to just be like to sort of to try and get everything feeling a bit like you know the same like to try and to to have a very direct correlation i guess between the the words and the and the and the music and to make it just feel a bit like you're you're going a bit crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) um which which is is why the whistling helps (laughs) there you go yeah
1: yeah and I mean, another kind of normal thing to feel right now. I almost felt like it was someone like kind of just tuning out and checking out like that kind of going crazy. yeah, where you're just like, nope, I'm just not gonna process yeah. anything <laughs> anymore. yeah pass. And so everything just kind of becomes like numb and foggy, and you don't entirely remember everything that happened.
2: yeah, yeah, and I yeah. yeah, that was you know that was sort of I think that I was thinking about how um I was like uh, when you weren't able to see anyone the The only people I really wanted to see were my family, and I and I suddenly realised that my parents were having this very different experience of everything to me, and <clears throat> and we're, we're probably much more like afraid of um, of like the world than we were. You know, I think I think I think if I think generationally, like younger people were a bit more like sort of understood the rules and understood how you could work within them to still do like what you wanted like you could you know if, if, if you and your close friends or your family or whatever like just made sure you were isolating you could then see each other and, and, and spend time together but I think my, my parents were a bit afraid of like I think they imagined the police would stop them and you know, that kind of thing.
1: <laughs> to be fair, in some countries, they've done that. Oh, of course. You know, like I, I, back I, home, people, have, where I'm from in Canada, yeah. people have gone fine for getting together. Of course. Like you know, a yeah, lot yeah, too. Yeah,
2: yeah, and in England as well. I th- and I think I was just, I was a sort of, I remember saying to them, just being like, look, if if you just, but if you like really desperately want to see us, then like that's so much more important than like suffering on your own or something like that. And, and we were saying the same thing to like, you know, oh, my my girlfriend's uh, mom as well. And anyway, so right. it's just sort of that feeling of just like, oh my God, there's nothing kind of tangible anymore and you can't you can't do what you want and it's all like a bit out of control. I think that was the the vibe.
1: Yeah. Everything just feels very, again, up in the air and weird and yeah. loose and all the not so good stuff. Exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> all the bad things. Yeah. Well, now the next two songs... Well, right on time, I, I could see going in one of two directions. Like half of it to me felt like it was about unrequited love, but the other half kind of felt like it was trying to find time to be with your partner. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just because of just different... I don't know if there were, were different directions in the song, but this is definitely one that I'm going to need a little, <laughs> little more help with. So <laughs> do tell.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the this song and I guess the, like the next two songs in the record are a bit more um sort of escapism uh, or escapist and and of the 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 summer the the summer that we had in england um not last year the year before
1: so the 2020 summer
2: 2020 summer was just like one of the nicest summers i've like of my life i think you know it was just incredibly hot just yeah beautiful like really i mean you know like really lovely and especially because of because of everything else like to be able to just to be able to have a summer was like i think a lot of people went crazy for it and and yeah i i just i remember i remember a day just you know literally (laughs) in like enjoying the sensation of of like sunlight on your skin and um vitamin d isn't it that one and it's good for you yes yeah <laughs> and and i like just 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 feeling like well this is you know like the previous summer we would have um you know like gone as a family and like travelled somewhere and had a real or actually you know what i mean, you know what I mean? we would have actually been doing loads of festivals that summer mm. so it was <laughs> so to be just like to be to be so content just to have like the sun on my face um I, yeah, like again, it's like a really like almost like a, a lame phrase, <laughs> like enjoying the sunshine, but it was but it was so true in that um, in that moment that I thought, well, it's a nice you know it's a nice thing to try and make a song about that, about forget everything else, just enjoy the weather, you know um, and, and and like you know quite often when you have an idea like that for a song, you have to give it the the the, the frame. Mm-hmm. You know, everything else has to. You have to give it somewhere to live. And anyway, you know, like the the tried and tested way of of pop songs is that you kind of do it about a relationship, or you know. And and it's weird because I used to, you know, that's something which I used to have, uh, you know, like quite vivid memories of of like new relationships or old relationships, that kind of thing, and. And obviously now I, I'm like, you know, like, as we were saying, I've ticked the boxes, like, I'm happily settled down. And, and the idea, of, the idea of, of talking about, like, meeting someone, just, it feels totally, like, untrue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was almost like a last, like, hurrah of, of trying to write a song with these, like, super old memories and, and uh, of that sort of fear, of that feeling of meeting someone and, and wanting them to want you back
1: yeah yeah well that's definitely again what we're talking about with hold me tonight as well um and what i found interesting about that is on one hand you are very much looking into the past again looking into your past memories past you know writing styles and stuff as an artist but at the same time there's an element of facing the future as well because it's the one song that features an artist and said artist is well they're an emerging group they're someone Mm. who's new it's kind of a part of like a new wave of artists and that's porridge radio Mm. so i thought it was kind of beautiful that again on one hand you're reaching into your past and yet you're kind of like passing a baton into the future as well at the same time
2: yeah i think um (coughs) excuse me um i think the nice thing about that was that you know it is it, it was a song you know sort of using these like hazy Fragments of of memories um to write a song about meeting someone and and i had this idea that you know i kind of finished the song and it was just this like relentless kind of uh you know song about like yeah meeting someone and wanting them to like you (laughs) classic uh and and you know like waiting to see if they will if they do And I finished the track and then I was listening to it and I was thinking it would be really great if it just kind of started again and had the other voice. And and because like, you know, I'm quite a basic person, um, (laughs) I was just like, well, that voice will be a female voice and presumably it will be saying. Oh, I love you. Everything's great. You know that was my sort of. It's
1: like teenage dirtbag by Weezer. I mean, the wait, second half where the girl comes totally, like, "I got two yeah, tickets." To totally. That. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Like that's. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, if, and then, and then, and the great thing about about Donna is what she did was like, yeah, it's like what she sent back was, was if you imagine the Weezer song, if if yeah, if the if the female voice was just like. I really don't like you. <laughs> Leave me alone. Like you know, what I mean, like, that's a sort of uh, that was what she what she sent back, and it was like, whoa, <laughs> my mind is blown. Um, and yeah, she just she twisted it completely. And 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 yeah, so her her voice was someone saying like, no, like sorry, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. And and the thing which which for me. Um, made it even better was that it it was her like what she was singing about was her like reality you know what i mean like she she was recently out of a relationship and and it was felt quite exposed by what she'd written and was worried about the person hearing it um so it's it sort of rescued this like whole my whole part you know because my whole part was like uh and it totally imagined Thing and, and so yeah, for for her to her actually, yeah, make it her song was was really brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I really don't think there's much else to add to. No, that. there it's is kind not. Kind of perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect summation <laughs> of that song. Well, on that note, we are at the final song of the album, of which is I have seen enough. Yeah, and this one, I definitely got kind of two things coming out of it. Obviously, the sort of morbid obs- obsession that we have with. The macabre, the mm. the d- disasters. You know, like whenever something bad happens in the world,
0: mm. we,
1: as the song says, can't really look away. It's the reason that people watch videos about like serial killers mm. and stuff like it's that. True. You're like, yeah. I count myself amidst them. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're like, these people are horrible people. But why do I still want to know what the hell is yeah. going on? But then on the other hand, I also found again similar to what we've talked about throughout the album, like the little moments of joy, like, you know, like even just sitting down and watching TV with your partner. Mm. So it almost felt like, you know, even amidst all the crazy and the bad stuff, yeah, coming back to those small moments, the, for, this is going to sound like the, you know, the thing where like in a movie they say the title of the movie, but it's like the small world of (laughs) like your own life.
2: Well, yeah, and that's that's it. You know, like that's the, you know like my idea initially was was that i kind of liked the phrase of you know like i've seen enough but i can't like stop looking i can't look away um and 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 it being something which i associate with yeah like watching like just not nice stuff (laughs) like not that i don't watch not not that i watch like not nice stuff but exactly like what you're talking about, like if you're watching a, a, a sort of film and there's like a scary bit in the film, it could be as simple as that. Um, or it could be like I always think I always actually have like there was a few like scenes from films I think of. And like there's one in particular and it isn't it's like well, being where we are. It's that. Um, oh god I can't remember what it's called now. L.A. Confidential, that film, where there's, where there's a guy like um being shown it's like being being shown pictures of his wife having an affair and it's like that sort of thing of like flicking through them but like i can't uh, you know like kind of wanting to look but knowing that you're not gonna you know it's not gonna help or make you feel better and um and i quite like the idea of, of like applying that to to life and and how um there's like there's so much horrible stuff that goes on and and, and being like yeah like being a being involved with all the all the wonderful things, you know, like experiences you can have, just m- m- makes it harder when the inevitable bad stuff happens. And um, and I, yeah, but I I thought it was quite a, a sort of romantic idea that that like in amongst that, you know, you still have this like there's still enough beauty to make you um keep like keep looking around and ignore all the. Well not ignore it but but it's it outweighs all the all the not so nice stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of a perfect place to end it because I think in, in some ways it kind of sums up all those other parts of the album too. Mm-hmm. It's the what do we hold on to? How do we carve out joy, you know? And yeah. fulfillment amidst all the not nice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Exactly. There you go. You know. I mean it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a positive record and it's like You know, I'm I'm often a bit worried that the way I talk about it is going to make people think that it's like, you know, like a downer. And I don't think it is. I think it's actually like, you know, I think it's quite an uplifting album. Mm
1: -hmm. I think it's kind of like, again, amidst all the craziness of the world, it's sort of an anchor. It's something for people to Mm. hold on to. It's a little bit of a beacon. So it was carved out of dark times out of a necessity. It wasn't, you know an image or a reflection of said dark times. It was the thing to kind of help pull us out. So
2: That's what I'd like it to be, yeah.
1: Small World is available now, wherever you get your music. This podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by myself, Sophia Loparcaro, and the artwork is by Meg Wilford.
0: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.